Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Mundo here. Thanks for checking out this week's show. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Really appreciate that. And if you do it, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. You win, we win. It's a great deal. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you soon. Well, let's keep it rolling on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo, and let's say hello to Ashley Hodge, one of the owners of Sikkim365.com, does fantastic work covering everything for the Baylor Bears. And Ashley, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I want to talk about something that, that's a, a pretty big announcement for Baylor and what they have going on athletically. What can you tell us about that? Well, I think by the time this podcast airs, it'll be safe to announce this. But Baylor's making a very significant improvement to their basketball situation going forward. They're building a $100 million-plus field house that's going to be on the banks of the Brazos River. And the league gift's going to be announced here in about an hour. I'm, I'm actually headed down to Waco for that ceremony. So it was, there was a generous gift of $100 million from an anonymous donor, and a lot of those funds are going to go to building this field house. And I think the hope is that that will open for the season of 2021-22, uh, so two years before it's completed. But it will really give uh, Baylor a really significant improvement in their home court advantage, a lot less seat, a lot closer to the action, you know, much more of a basketball-centric special event center. So it should really help with recruiting, should really help with their basketball atmosphere. Uh, Ashley, you can just tell us if you're the donor. It's okay, man. <laughs> I am not the donor. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, uh, let's let's turn to football here. I want to ask you just kind of a, about the state of this program. You know, there were more rumors in the offseason Matt Rule might take an NFL job. That obviously did not happen. And I really think, Ashley, this team uh, this year, going from one win to seven wins, winning the bowl game, uh, coming back with a quarterback who's been there before, there is so much to like about what Matt Rule can potentially do this fall. Where is this program right now as we're now, it feels like a few years away from some of the uh, dark ages and all the bad publicity and all that stuff and all the bad things that happened. Where are we right now with Baylor football? I think they feel really good about the depth. So for the first time since the Art Riles era, I think they feel like they have Big 12 depth across two deep on offense and defense. Now, there's some weaknesses. The defense is, is going to be a little weaker than the offense, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but the defense should be better than last year. But the offense should be prolific. They've, they're returning a lot of their playmakers. You mentioned Charlie Brewer. Uh, Mims is coming back, one of the premier wide receivers in the Big 12. They've got a lot of speed at wide receiver. Tyquan Thornton is another one. Uh, J- Jared Atkinson is a, is a guy that sat out uh, last year as a redshirt, but um, he's expected to be a, a, a really athletic big target. Uh, they like what they have at tight end. They think they got some dynamic backs and Hasty, Tristan Ebner. And, and love it. Who may be moved to safety? I, I think that's probably a move that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may see him at safety instead of running back. But um, overall, I think they really like what the offense is going to bring to the table. 
and they think it's going to be one of the better offenses in the Big 12, if not the nation. Ashley Hodge, uh, Sikkim 365, one of the owners there, is joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. So, Ashley, uh, Matt Rule, you know, obviously he was a guy that had no ties to Texas. Some people thought the hire was kind of weird, but he did a great job getting guys on his staff that could recruit, that had the connections he did not have in the state. Has Matt Rule, I mean, even with some of these offseason rumors about the NFL job the past couple of years, is this a guy that has bought into Waco and has Waco now bought into him? How is that relationship? I think the relationship is good. I, I think there is a sense that there's four or five NFL jobs that he could leave for. But, you know, you probably could say that about any coach in the country or most of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he, as he's continued to be in Waco longer and, and certainly winning and being able to build the roster the way he wants to build it, I think it's becoming a more and more attractive job to him. Uh, you know, I, I would be lying if I would try to pretend that that first year was anything but difficult for, for him and for the fan base and for everyone involved. Uh, but, I, you know, I think everyone sees what he brings to the table. It's, it's different than our Bryles, but different in some good ways. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of optimism about the future. How is it different, Ashley? What are the big differences? Well, I I think probably, uh, you know, our Bryles was an offensive genius. He had a very exciting brand of football, very flamboyant. I I think you're going to see a little bit more disciplined brand of football with uh, Matt Rule. I, I think it's a brand of football that prepares guys for the NFL and, uh, you know, he's got a track record for being able to put guys in the NFL, which is going to be attractive to recruits. And, and I think it's just a more of a hard-nosed, disciplined style of play. Now, you know, I don't want to take anything away from what Art Browns built because they played, they played a much more physical brand of football than most people would give them credit yes. for. Uh, but, I, but I do think that uh, you're, you're going to see a brand of football with Matt Rule that's going to be able to win those tough games in November when the weather's cold, uh, when you got precipitation, you know, they're going to be able to grind out some wins that perhaps the Art Bryles teams that were built on uh, flamboyant offenses weren't able to win. Interesting. Ashley Hodge, one of the owners of Sikkim365.com, a great Baylor outlet. Be sure to go check it out. <laughs> Ashley, you know, it's it's an interesting time right now in the Big 12 because it looks like Texas is back towards being one of the premier teams in the conference. Oklahoma is obviously already there. Uh, when you look across the Big 12 landscape, uh, you know, what do you, what do you make of it? Because it has been, even though OU's been at the top the past four or five years, it has been a very topsy-turvy conference. How concerned are you we are now going to go away from that if it becomes OU in Texas again every year? <laughs> yeah, you know, they certainly on paper look like the two strongest teams this upcoming year. But you can never count out some of the great coaches in the Big 12. You know, obviously Gary Patterson had a down year last year, but has proven that he puts his teams near the top of the conference almost every year. And then uh, Gundy at Oklahoma State, you can say the same about him. Matt Campbell at Iowa State showing a lot of promise. And then you got a lot of young new coaches in the league, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, you know, obviously new hires at Kansas State, at Kansas, West Virginia. Uh, it's going to be a lot of change. But overall, I think it's still – and then Texas Tech also. I, I, think, I think it's still a league where 
they're probably going to be chasing OU and Texas uh, this year at least. But I, but I would see Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, and um, Iowa State as the, as the four teams that have the biggest chance to make a move toward that upper echelon this mm-hmm. year. Ashley, I'd be curious to get your take on this. You know, we have almost half the coaches in the Big 12 turning over from last season at Kansas, at Kansas State, uh, of course, with Les Miles, Chris Kleiman at K-State, Matt Wells at Texas Tech, and Neil Brown at West Virginia. Which one of these guys, just from your perspective, are you most intrigued by? I I would say the hire at Kansas State. You know, I I think – I think that's a smoother transition from Bill Snyder than maybe some of the other. Well, I guess you could say the same thing about Matt Wells. Matt Wells is an offensive-minded guy, and, and that's a pretty easy transition. So I always look for that because when you come in and completely change the style of play, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a growing pains period. So I, I would say Kansas State and Texas Tech are probably set up uh, more for immediate success than – than West Virginia and Kansas in that regard. Mm-hmm. Ashley Hodges, our guest. Ashley, as you uh, look at this Baylor team and, and the expectations, as I mentioned, are probably increasing to maybe being a, a legitimate Big 12 uh, team that can, can make a run this fall, what do you think of in terms of uh, how likely that is, what the expectations are in Waco? Is, is Matt Rule expected to make that jump from 7 to 9 or 10? Uh, what are people saying there? We talked about this on a podcast uh, five or six months ago, whenever you had me on last. But I do think the schedule sets up very favorably for Baylor this year. They've got three winnable conference games. They play, I believe it's Stephen F. Austin, UTSA, and at Rice. And then they've got a total of uh, five home games in the Big 12 Conference. And the tougher teams in the league on paper come to Waco this year with the exception of TCU, Baylor has to go to TCU. They have to go to Oklahoma State, and then they go to both of the Kansas schools. But you got Texas Tech at home, you got Texas at home, you got Oklahoma at home. So if Baylor was able to steal one of those two games against Texas and Oklahoma at home, and they were able to win other home games, you know they could easily get to nine or ten wins with that scenario. Uh, so I, I do think they have a favorable schedule to get to that nine or ten mark this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing I really like about them, uh, one, of, one of my friends used to always say this. He said, you know, football teams are determined by how strong you are up the middle. And I, th- I do think Baylor is really good up the middle. Uh, they've got an experienced center in Tecklenburg coming back. They've got Charlie Brewer, quarterback. They've got Tristan Ebner, who I think may be their go-to back this year, running back. You've got James Lynch as, as an all-conference uh, defensive tackle. You've got Clay Johnston as as an all conference middle linebacker type. So you know I do I do believe that there is some truth to that adage that if you're strong up the middle, you can really you know have a strong team. And, and I and I think Baylor looks good in that regard. Very interesting. Ashley Hodge, Sikkim 365, is our guest here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And uh, Ashley, last thing for you, when you look at this program and, and where it is and where it's come from the Art Browse era into today under Matt Rule, 
Uh, is there confidence, uh, and I assume there is, but I just want to make sure, and I'll figure I'll ask you, confidence that the the character of Guy that is now part of this program far exceeds, and I don't want to paint a broad brush because there were plenty of good guys that played for Art Bryles, but do we feel like the program character-wise is in a, good, is in a better place? Yeah, you know, I, I would make this comment. I think Art Bryles has some terrific guys on his team, and, and you know, if you have a roster – of 85 scholarship players, probably 70 of those guys were stellar guys. Yep. Uh, so it, you always get painted with a broad brush when you talk about some problems that occurred under his watch. I do think that Baylor has much better processes in place. They've got a better system for reporting uh, transgressions and you know what, what happens uh, from the time those reportings are made. Uh, so, I, so I think, you know, the entire university has learned uh, from the mistakes of the past. And, you know, I, I would say every football team has knuckleheads. Every football team has guys that you would leave with your, uh, leave your daughter with. And, and every football team has a lot of guys that, you know, could go one way or the other depending on what crowd they hang with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I don't think that's changed. But I, but I do think that there's better processes in place. And, and I think that Baylor's in a better spot because of it. Yeah, and it could be a very exciting fall in Waco. Ashley Hodge, Sikkim365.com, one of the owners there. Ashley, always great to talk to you, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. Have a great day. Awesome stuff there. Ashley Hodge, Sikkim365.com. Love what those guys do with the Baylor Bears coverage. And um, we appreciate you listening. Please do leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Helps us out a ton, and we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie if you email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.